Welcome back, everyone, to Six Pennies Podcast. It is October 15th, 7 p.m. It's 30 minutes before I play pickup basketball. So we're going to do a quick podcast. That's what we do. Today, it's a special treat. We have Adam Payne, CEO, founder of, what's the name of the app? Uh, Sport Officials. Sports Officials. We're going to get into his new app, um, what it does, the audience that he's targeting, and how he's marketing it. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Adam, uh, I guess, how do we know each other, you and me? Oh, man. Uh, so I started playing basketball this guy in my old job invited me to this gym and um was just like hey you know come out and play and i was like all right cool met a bunch of people there um, a bunch of asian, <laughs> <bunch> of asian. <laughs> to be specific i was trying to go together but whatever um, and yeah just kind of stuck around it's been actually a couple of years now man like four years what yeah it's Something been a like long that. time you you even went out to california we sent you off the right way you came <laughs> back we're still here it's crazy. yeah yeah for sure but i do know while you were here uh like four or five years ago you've always been refing yeah um so when did you get into refing officiating things like that uh so really i got into refing while i was in college um you know i was trying to have a side job, make a little bit of money. Uh, at the time, it was uh, 22 an hour, and it was cash. Dang. And I was like, man, I couldn't even believe that as a college kid. So uh, I started getting into it. Um, and then just uh, actually just forever did it, really. I mean, I always say that personally, I'll forever do it just because it's an easy side job. You know, I get to basically watch sports and call it how I see it and then and make some money with it. So. Yeah, so one of the guys we play basketball with, Adam, is D. Shaw. Um, I do have to shout him out today. D. Shaw and our friends at Farmers Insurance is our presenting sponsor. It's cold and rainy outside. Don't be caught unprepared if there's like a hailstorm or something. Like, if you don't have a heater in your house and there, you know you got hailstorm, that's going to be terrible. Um, call him at 214-729-6462. If you don't have any time to call, just send him a text. That's 214 729 Six four six two. Best thing about Dishaw is his honesty, transparency. But also, if you mention Six Pennies podcast, he's going to hook you up with a discount. Again, that's two one four seven two nine six four six two. All right, Mr. Payne. Um, I guess give me a little bit about your background. Where you? Where did you grow up? What you do in school? Things like that. Interests. Uh, so I grew up in Houston, and then um, I went to UNT, uh, degree in finance. Worked in actually for a software company in downtown Dallas for a couple of years. Did uh, worked in the finance department, um, doing contracts, and then uh, went out and got my master's in sports management, and, um, and at Long Beach State. <laughs> um, so then I ended up doing uh, creating the app, which kind of makes sense, you know, sports and software. Yeah. Um, but that's just a little bit on like you know professionally i guess personally uh obviously i love sports um i love movies um i write movie reviews for fun just because i feel like it really track box office numbers um i got when i lived in cali i went to the beach but we ain't got that here yeah <laughs> so. so what made you uh, i guess what made you go to california for school and then come back uh so i went for school i knew i needed to get away um i was working on my career you know i was doing um like i said i was working in the software industry um if i wasn't working i felt like i needed to be on like certifications getting further education learning more skills so i wanted to get away i wanted to get away from the distractions that i had 
And so uh, California is a perfect place. Uh, my sister lived about an hour north of me. I had a couple friends out there. And then I got into the school and it was, so <laughs> just decided to hit it off and try it. Sold everything from my apartment and let's see what happens. Wow. <laughs> so I, I have a couple follow-up questions really quick before we even get into the app. Um, have you always been, cause this is, you know, entrepreneur series. So we want to talk about, you know, what makes people get into business? What makes people start their own business? And so I want to get, dive deeper into your mindset. Have you always been like self-motivated like that? You said you wanted to further your education, your certifications, you don't want to stay stagnant. So how did that perpetuate itself? Like, have you always been that type of person? Uh, yeah, I think so. For me, I'm, I'm always interested in learning. I mean, I know I play sports, but I really consider myself a nerd. Uh, I like biology, finance. I look on stuff at Wikipedia for fun, uh, just because I can tell you about any city in the world almost that you can imagine. What do they do with their economics, their business, uh, some of their universities. My parents are actually uh, considered entrepreneurs. They own their own law firm. Um, and then my mom at one time owned a credit card company. Um, and then my dad uh, actually owned a record label at one point and, um, and sold jeans. And so for me, it was kind of always, I saw that, you know, and, and I never really just oh, aspired to be an entrepreneur. It was just, for me, it was just, I want to learn stuff and I want to solve problems and I want to see where I can uh, provide value. So now that I feel like I have um, an application, it gives me a reason, you know, to talk to people about um, like, hey, do you need some side money? Shoot, I got the perfect job for you. Um, whether you like sports or not, it's just an opportunity to make money. And you know, that, that really helps other people to do other things. So the second question I had, and you brought them up, uh, your parents. So talk about, talk a little bit about your parents. Um, I don't think you mentioned where you grew up and, mm -hmm. and, uh, do you have any brothers and sisters, things like that? Just a little personal. Uh, yeah. So I grew up in Houston, uh, Sugarland to be specific. Uh, my parents are lawyers. Um, first generation college, all that stuff. Um, really, only out of only siblings out of all their siblings. I think there's nine on my dad's side and like six on my mom's side. But mine were the only two to like finish college wow. entirely, right? Yeah. And then the oldest, and so they took care of all of them. But so my hard work, I guess, would come from them. Just seeing, you know, some of the things that they've been through. Um, but. They also, they met in law school, and then, you know, they kind of decided to open up their own practice from there. Um, my sister's a nurse. She actually lives in London. So she's a nurse slash actress. Uh, she went about that by, um, you know, being able to be a nurse. You can make pretty good money, but you can also uh, make your own schedule. So that was kind of her path and how she did that. Um, also, I technically have another sister too. Uh, it's not something a lot of people know. She's adopted. Uh, she's from Ghana. Uh, she's like way older than me. And um, she has a daughter named Ariel, It's adorable. She's like half uh, African, half Hispanic. It's crazy. Are they in Houston? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so she was actually originally, she was in Houston and she went to Ghana for like six years and she came back. So she's living at home with my parents. She's going to the same elementary school as me. Oh, wow. <laughs> she's like following in the footsteps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that weird for you when it you is, visit? It is a little weird because I'm like, man, there's this like a whole other person that lives, you know, and I'll try to ask her about some of my teachers. I mean, <laughs> you know, that was 20 years ago since I'm old now. But, um, but yeah, it's just crazy to see it come full cycle. So let's spend the last the the next two three four minutes just just talk about your app. Mm -hmm. So give me a, a brief overview of it, and then like what problem does it solve, and what's the opportunity? Uh, so the main problem, the main 
idea behind the app is that if you're a church league, if you're a rec league, if you're a city and you want to have a game like five on five, but you want to make it, you know, not just open gym, a little bit more official, you need officials to referee those games to make sure that it's, you know, go spare. Every sport pretty much needs it. And so it's kind of hard. The problem right now is that it's kind of hard to find those. You usually just have to know someone mm -hmm. or you have to, um, or they'll hire like a third party assigner, which is basically just an older ref who has like under other refs underneath like them. Networks. And, yeah, and he yeah. just signs it out. So for me, it's about giving both the referee and the sports organizers control. So now the sports organizer can log in to my app and he can see, oh, look, there's these many refs in the areas. I want them to come to my stuff and I can see their profile. Um, this is how much I'll pay them. And then I'll invite them to my event. And so for referees, it's about, all right, now you don't have to rely on this organizer. I mean, on this, um, <clears throat> yeah, signer. You can just get the games when you want, where you want, and you know you can still get paid in a timely manner. So let's touch a little on, I guess, the business model. Mm -hmm. So one, how do the officials or the referees get paid? Mm -hmm. And then two, as a developer, creator of the app, how do you get paid? Uh, so the referees get paid by, they basically log in and they create a profile. They'll have, um, they have to make uh, connect their account to it, their bank account. So it'll go um, straight straight to, they'll get paid straight from the organizer. So the organizer will put in their credit card information on wherever um, they are. And then when the event ends, they'll click submit, they'll click pay official, and it'll go straight from there to the official's account within 48 hours. Um, it's pretty fast, it's pretty seamless, and it's very, very secure. And so uh, I get paid off of a processing fee of that. So if it's just a booking transaction, basically, you know, you book it for $28, this ref costs $28, then I'd probably take, I think, 280 It's like really small percentage. Mm -hmm. But um, the idea is that referees can use it for free and, and that organizers are, would already pay some kind of way to hire them. So how about we just make the transaction really smooth and easy? That's cool, that's cool. So let's get into, I guess, you mean, how long have you been thinking about this? Because you said you've been refereeing now since college. Mm -hmm. That's probably been, what, like five, six, seven years ago. Um, has this idea always been in your head? Uh, actually, not really, to be honest. I, um, when I was here in Dallas, I knew some of the organizers. I mean, I knew some of the signers and things like that. So I didn't really need anything like that. But when I went to California, I was trying to figure out how to leverage my skills that I had to make money. But at the same time, I needed a lot of my time to do internships for my master's program. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking on and, you know, apps have come on like crazy in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I was just trying to understand, like, why is there not an app for this? Like, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. If I can book a vacation home in Florida, <laughs> you know, um, somebody's condo who I've never met, why can't? I use an app to get games in Florida, the same place, right? Mm -hmm. It makes sense. So um, I kind of got that idea from that in between another way was substitute teaching. So I was just going to do that on the side while I was uh, in grad school. And I saw that there was an app for substitute teaching. And, um, and I was like, well, why is there not a referee app? So I was like, well, somebody's going to make it eventually. So I might as well just go ahead and do it. So as of right now, October 15, 2018, there's no real competitors out there? Uh, there is. So the problem that I ran into, though, 
was um, I started this, I had this idea last September, basically, and then I started, I didn't know where to start, so I had to do research. I looked, at the time it didn't exist. Um, I was going through, just trying to figure out who do I contact, how do I start, because I can't write code, but I know business really well, and I know software, I know how the process works, so I was just trying to figure out how to do it. Um, in that time frame, uh, two guys, two other small companies came up. Um, one is called uh, Whistle, the other is called Go See Blow. I don't like either one of them, obviously. But, um, but I mean, you know, it kind of, for me, validated my idea. It told me that, hey, this is, um, this is actually something that somebody else sees. And, you know, there's a huge market for it. I mean, there's 36 sports in total um and you know their entire world plays sports in some form or capacity and most people will never play professionally um or even collegiately so uh, a lot of people just like to play for fun and i was like well they always need a referee so i might as well go go for it so what differentiates your app to the two competitors that you mentioned uh so for me um i think one of the things was i wanted to make the very basis of an app of what it of what it needs to do so you can post games or you can get games right from both sides you can uh, manage the schedule on both sides and then you can get and receive payment so it does the very basic function and I did that on purpose so that I can grow with my audience rather than just throwing every single thing that I needed that I think it needs to be in there well I'm not <laughs> I'm I mean I'm a user of it I, I, I grew up like you know refereeing but at the same time right now I'm not trying to use it necessarily much more i want other people to use it so i want their input so it's like hey you know if you think that for example our main uh thing that i got from a survey was reviews like hey people want reviews on uh some of the referees so now i can implement that uh in my next release cycle that's cool so you you mentioned that you had this idea september of 2017 that's still really really fast that's (laughs) a one-year turnaround so can you describe or just think back on the process it took you from September till I guess October when you launched? Yeah, uh, man, the process was, it was crazy long. It was a lot of long nights and I'm not even the one coding it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, all right, I came up with an idea. Now I gotta, as an app, you have to, or software period, you gotta go through the process of what it looks like um on paper right so what does the cycle look like and then you got to go through all right test the market validate and see and make sure that you know there's there's room for it there then you gotta i had to find a person so i found a person uh, i started talking to a guy i knew he worked in software but he was like you know i haven't created an app but i've worked front end and back end of different softwares uh, for like fidelity and other big companies so he's like i'm pretty sure i can do it and so I had to find a guy. Then we had to go through, uh, then I had to do branding. So I had to figure out my logo, my name. My first name was actually Ref Stop. <laughs> it was terrible. Like GameStop? <laughs> right. Um, and I knew it was terrible at the time, but I just wanted to get something out there, just get something so I can just keep going. And then yeah. initially it was black and white, like referees, right? But it was so boring. Yeah. Um, it so- doesn't matter if it's black or white. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so I just had to, I added some color. And then actually we started building it and we it was terrible. It was so ugly because we, we, we didn't have anybody to design it. So mm-hmm. I had to stop. I had to get someone to design it. Um, and then we had to start back over. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, wow. yeah, so we got someone to design it. We got to go over. And then I had to create a website portion. So I uh, made a website. Um, I, I kind of did that myself. And then I kind of hired some a contractor 
um, just because I wanted to make sure it was good. And so, um, so now my main goal is I just released the app, so on I iOS, and then now we have to add Android, which we're going to do within the next week. And then um, we're going to the website portion is going to be integrated, so an organizer can go on on his website, post the game, and then boom, it'll go to referee's phones. I have so many questions, man. <laughs> so when you say you had to get a designer, or you had to find a guy mm -hmm. uh, or a coder or whatever, are you paying these guys or are they doing pro bono? Like, how did you get them to jump on board? Uh, so my. Um, my coder guy, his name is Danny Moore. Shout out to you. Um, I know you hate me for all the text messages, but we talk every day, literally. Yeah. Uh, I talk to him more than my mom <laughs> or whatever, but um, him, I just presented him the idea and I was just asking him, did he know anybody? And he was like, well, I can do it. You know, I'll try and do it. And since it was my first time doing something on my own and his first time hearing that, we were like, all right, we're going to be a partner. So he's my business partner mm -hmm. um, and we each own a piece of the company. And so that's how that works. When I'm my designer, I went on a website called Upwork. And I don't know how many um, people are familiar with it, but Upwork is Upwork is honestly my goal. You know, and when everybody, when I talk to people, they're like, oh, it's like Uber for referees. I'm like, no, I don't like that. I like Upwork. It's very clean. It's a lot like fiber, if you've ever heard of that. So you can, any designer, anything that you can do on the internet, like marketing assistance, uh, finance, budgeting, people, freelancers, right? And so they have a very, very clean website process. And so I found my designer on there. I, I interviewed a couple people basically, and then um, <clears throat> I paid her out like a set amount, and uh, and then I just hired her for the job for designing. So. Oh wow, wow. So there's two questions, and then we can get get to basketball. <laughs> um, so the first question I want to ask, and this is again, just think about um, the audience that you're speaking to. So entrepreneurs, um, people who like to network, things like that. Um, I know growing up, myself, a lot of my friends are, are the people I work with, there's always ideas. Mm -hmm. There's always, uh, man, we can make this thing better or we, we should create an app for this or whatever the case may be. But what makes you different? Because implementing it, deploying it is different than just having an idea and never doing it. Because whether it's laziness, whether life gets in the way, you have kids, work is too busy or whatnot, but what is it about you inside you where you could you know what i'm gonna dedicate you know five hours every day to this you gotta just think about what kind of life that you want to have that's my main thing there's nothing wrong with corporate life um i mean if my app blows up big enough then hopefully some corporation wants to buy it or you know bring me in or whatever um ceo of walmart is sitting fine so i'm not the type to push entrepreneurship on everybody it's not for everybody mm -hmm. but for me it was more so like if you have an idea you just have to do it. Somebody's gonna do it. <laughs> um, there are seven billion people in this world. Somebody has the same idea as you, whether they, you know you want to call it unique or not. Um, but somebody's just gonna do it, and somebody else isn't. And so um, I want to be able to work remote. <laughs> I want to be able to uh, go to different sporting events and you know shake these people's hands and you know give people jobs um, if you need. If you need extra money, you can hit me up because I have an app to you know, help people do that. So um, that idea came from just, I just have to try something, you know? And, and that was really the main thing too, was just like, man, I probably have a few ideas of yeah. things that I think would you know, really work, but I don't know how to do it. And so I might as well at least try one thing first, see how it goes. 
if it goes well, great. And if it doesn't, well, then I learn from it and now I can, you know, go try another one of my ideas and see what happens. So, so during the creation of this app, can you describe or just recall, I mean, previous episodes, previous entrepreneurship episodes, we call it the craziest experience. But can you, for you, can you recall like the biggest roadblock where you're like, man, F this, like I'm, I'm gonna quit. <laughs> like this is not worth it. Um, this is just, this is just taking too much of my time. This is too hard. Can you recall that experience and then what you, did you do to overcome that? Um, man, <laughs> almost like dang near the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. um, because uh, when you, I mean, when you're creating it, um, you know, you run into code and then it breaks, something breaks, you fix something, something else breaks. It's like, what is going on? And uh, honestly, um, it was about like, two months ago i had just moved back from california i was i was sitting low man i didn't have a job uh, like an actual job yet and you know that was one of the reasons i needed a regular job to support this um i was uh <laughs> just like man like it wasn't launched yet we were supposed to launch in honestly in like june july that was our goal mm -hmm. and it's september and i was just like dude like <laughs> do we, <laughs> is this really just like is it ever gonna happen at this point i just don't know but um yeah, I mean, I don't think there was a, a, a real point where I was just like, I'm gonna, like, it was like a switch, so to speak. It was just like, dude, I've already started this. Like, like I just, I have to finish it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, at least let me make sure that, like, what I'm doing is, you know, it, it, it can fail. Like, if I, if I put this out there and, and nobody wants to buy it or nobody wants to use it or whatever. All right, fine. I did it, right? Yeah. But like, you know, if I stopped before, well, it was like, man, I, I, I'd never have the chance. I never, I never gave it an opportunity. And so um, that and I think just other people kind of, you know, I, I, a lot of people like to say I don't like to val I don't like to listen to other people who haven't validated an idea. But for me, a lot of people validated my idea. They're like, yo, I can't believe this doesn't exist yet or or man, that's crazy. Like, you know, that has so much potential. And and I don't claim to be the next Facebook or anything like that. But I mean, I do understand, you know, that there are games everywhere and everybody needs a ref. And and honestly, I guess it did come from from the frustration that I had uh, mm -hmm. before I created Your the app. Own personal experience. Yeah, I was just so mad. Like when I was out in California, like, why can't I just log on and find games? This makes no sense. I literally had to go up to like a rec league and just ask them for a job. Like, yeah. yo, like, can you just hire me? I know how to ref. Um, because their job postings like on Indeed and like LinkedIn and like all these stuff for refs. But like, obviously the process sucks if nobody can just hire them. It's not like a full-time job where you gotta, you should go through this crazy three round interview. Yeah. You're repping sports. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't yeah. that difficult, so. That's really where it came from. Was just my own, I guess, solving my own problem that I had. Do you like Cajun food? Ah, uh, man, I love Cajun food. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect segue to our other sponsor, Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. Uh, Michelle V, the owner, she wanted me to mention that they have Sunday Funday specials: um, two dollar bottled beers, five dollar mimosas, five dollar sangrias, five dollar bloody marys. Ooh. So that is a great deal. Best part of it all, you mentioned Six Pennies Podcast. Again, you get a discount, 15% on your entire bill. That's not one item, that's not an appetizer, but the entire bill, you get 15% off. She also wanted me to mention Foodies at Night. So Foodies at Night is a new, is a food event that's happening, I think, 
two weeks from now, October 27th in Dallas, Texas. Tasty Tales, the Poke Point, Halal Guys, Low Key Poke Point, Boba Addiction, Pho 544, Winging It, OMG Tacos, Melt and Cereal. There's That's just like a fourth of the restaurants that's gonna be there. Um, but if you go to Foodies at Night on Instagram, you can see, um, see all the information they have right there. All right, so I, I do wanna end the podcast on one final thought. And Adam, I just want you to give your best piece of advice for people who are just on the fence. They hate their job, they wanna do something else, or they haven't found a job, they wanna do something that they can control and be their own boss. Just one piece of advice from you. Uh, my one piece of advice is just do it. <laughs> like, like honestly, there's so many people like with great ideas and like half the time I'm like thinking, like for my example, my uh, sports management program, we have to do a capstone and you gotta create your own business idea. And like, I'm looking at those people like, y'all's ideas are stupid live. Like they're so good. Why don't you actually do that? Yeah. And they just don't. And it's just like, you know, just give it a try. If it doesn't work, well shoot, you can go back to the job that you hate or that you don't wanna do. It's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, making money to live. Everybody has to do it. And if you don't like your job, fine. Well, at least you're making money and you're, you're happy enough. So you might as well just at least try it. <laughs> just try it. That's my only thing. All right, cool. Thanks, Adam. This was fun. Um, everyone, please check out our Facebook page, Six Pennies Podcast. We're going to directly link you to Adam's contact information. If you have any questions about the app, about the process that he went through in the last 12, 13 plus months, and um, please check us out on iTunes. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Android, all that. Leave us a review. Five stars, please. Thanks. <laughs>